Hello, everyone, and welcome on into the Betting Pros Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Viola, and joining me throughout the football season, none other than the king of content, the high septum of soaps, the podcast power listener, and long-suffering Cowboys fan, the Oracle himself, Matt Friedman. And today we are joined by a very, very special guest, V-Sin's own You want to talk about kings of content, the king of the fast food power rankings and sports betting expert, Matt Humans. Guys, thank you so much for being with us here today. Yeah, that's quite the intro for me. Uh, I mean, you got to like bump up the intro for the guest, Tom, really. Matt Humans is a man who needs no introduction. I don't. That's true. (laughs) Matt, how are you doing today? Touchdown, Tommy. Great to be on with you today. You too, Matt. And uh, let's jump into it. It's not fast food season. It's football season now. Absolutely. We are right on the start of the season, and that means it's time for us to make some predictions, look at some bets. Today, we're going to be giving out a couple of our favorite season-long bets, and we'll sprinkle in a long shot. And, you know, we have to go with our Super Bowl picks as well. But let's start it off here. Matt Friedman, I'm going to give you the floor. What is your first uh, favorite bet for this upcoming NFL season? All right. Well, I think humans, I I snuck a look at what he's talking about. He's focused on teams. So I'm going to focus a little bit more on some of the the players. Uh, And so I'm looking at Jamar Chase, Offensive Player of the Year, 30 to 1 at Bet MGM. And for years, this award often went to, you know, whatever quarterback or sometimes running back who won the MVP award or whichever running back had the best season. Uh, However, over the past five years, we've seen you know, I think two shifts in how the award has been distributed. First, the award has moved away from MVP winners and towards skill position players who weren't real MVP candidates. So kind of like the award that goes to the guy who had an awesome season, but wasn't really in the MVP conversation. And then the second, uh, the second shift, the award has gone away from running backs and towards wide receivers. So, you know, for years and years, just wide receivers had no chance of getting this award unless they were Jerry Rice. Uh, but, you know, out of uh, two of the past five years, really two of the past three years, we have seen Michael Thomas and Cooper Cup get this award. Uh, and I think there's a chance that we see Jamar Chase have that kind of season where he gets, I'd say, like two out of the three triple crown receiving statistics. So look at what Michael Thomas did uh, in 2019, number one in the league in receptions, number one in receiving yards. Last year, Cooper Cup, number one receptions, yards, and receiving touchdowns. I think we could see Chase do something like that. Last year as a 21-year-old rookie, after not playing his final season in college, he was number four in receiving yards, number three in receiving touchdowns. He could be even better this year as he continues to develop, and we could see the Bengals lean a little bit more into the passing game than they did of the first half season last year. So Chase, he's someone I'm really interested in. And if you look at the odds to win, uh, or the odds to lead the league in receiving yards, he is right up there with uh, with Cup, Jefferson, and Devontae Adams. But he's you know quite a bit behind them to win uh, uh, Offensive Player of the Year. And so I think this is a way of kind of arbitraging that market and getting some better odds, uh, given I think just how close in talent he is to those other players. I think my only fear here is the fact that there are a bunch of mouths to feed in that offense. But then again, last year we saw what Jamar Chase was already able to do, and now he's got another year in the NFL, especially at 30-1. to I like the pricing on this bet over at BetMGM, Matt. Humans, what say you? 
You know, I like Jamar Chase a lot. It's interesting that Cooper Cup had 145 receptions and 16 TDs last year. I always wonder what, what's it going to take for a receiver or a running back to win MVP. It, it seems like it's uh, going to be strictly a quarterback award. I'm uh, I'm not going to focus on like you said the individual award stuff. I'm going I'm going to hit Matt where it hurts, and I'm going to bet against his Dallas Cowboys. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles as my best bet to win the. NFC East, and uh, now I bet this, I'm going to say about six weeks ago, plus 185 at Circa Sports here in Vegas. Uh, I think a bet MGM, Circa, a lot of books around, you're going to find about plus 150. I even saw the uh, Eagles and Cowboys move into co-favorites on this uh, bet at a couple of books in uh, recent days. And obviously the injury to Tyron Smith on the Cowboys offensive line has been a factor and that I, I've seen a decline in the Dallas offensive line in the past couple of years anyway. And uh, we've all seen the uh, decline in Ezekiel Elliott, who's a step slow and not even the Cowboys best running back anymore. I think it's Tony Pollard. But when I look at the Eagles, I really see a team here that's on the rise. The Cowboys went 12 and five in that division last year with a six game sweep inside the division. They blew out the Eagles in uh, two head-to-head matchups, I think the average margin of victory for Dallas is 22.5 points. It's going to be payback time this year. I really like Jalen Hurts, and I know a lot of people are going to have an opposing view of Hurts, but uh, I'm okay with that. He's only won nine of his 19 starts in two seasons. His numbers were not great last year, uh, but one thing about Hurts is he's got so many weapons around him. When you look at the Bears and Justin Fields, uh, the Dolphins and Tua, the Dolphins did everything they can to put weapons around Tua. The Bears did nothing really to help out Justin Fields. The Eagles have done everything possible to help out uh, Jalen Hurts and put him in a position to succeed. Um, he had 10 rushing TDs last year in addition to his 22, 22 uh, passing TDs. But they traded for veteran receiver A.J. Brown on draft day. You've got Devonta Smith, Quez Watkins, Jalen Rager, Zach Paschal. You really have six really talented receivers. You're, you're got speed receivers. You're deep at that position. Dallas Goddard, a tight end. Uh, he's above average. Running backs, Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell. You've got an offensive line I think ranks in the top five in the NFL. That's where Dallas has dipped, and the Eagles are on the rise, too. Uh, I'm going to say this. The Eagles ranked number one in the NFL in rushing last season, and a lot of people probably don't realize that. 159.7 yards per game. They were 12th in scoring. I think the offense is going to be a lot more explosive for the Eagles this season. I actually think the defensive front is going to be pretty solid as well. So a lot of it falls on Jalen Hurts. Can he take the next step? I think he can. I'm going to pick the Eagles to win the NFC East and make bet the Eagles every way possible. Now their win totals up from eight and a half to nine and a half. So there's a lot of value lost in that bet. But you can bet Jalen Hurts over his passing yards prop, which I've seen at 35.50. Uh, I don't think that's too much. I would bet the Eagles over three and a half wins in the division and the Eagles to make the playoffs. Uh, so the, the NFC East has not had a repeat winner in more than 15 years. I don't think the Cowboys are going to repeat. Let's go with the Eagles to win the division. It would be an all-time bad beat for Friedman here if Jalen Hurts were to win the MVP this season, right, Matt? 
Yeah, I was on Hertz last year to win MVP at 80 to okay. 1. And I got to say, uh, humans, I, I love this take. Uh, I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, I, I love, hate the Dallas Cowboys. And I, I do think that the Eagles are the best team in this division for all of the, the reasons that you outlaid there. Honestly, I think that they have the best offensive line, in my opinion. Uh, I, I think top five is, is selling them a little short. I'm with you 100% on this. Okay. I'm with you both because my first bet up on this list was taking that just a slight step further. I have the Eagles to be the one seed in the NFC this year at 14 to one football outsiders projects them to have the best record in the NFC, beating out both the bucks and the Rams, which they have the easiest schedule in the league. They play of course the NFC East twice. Then you've got the North and the AFC South. That's a fantastic schedule for them to be playing here. The Rams. Meanwhile, they play the second toughest schedule and the Bucs, this is not the Bucs team that won the Super Bowl. This is a Bucs team that's now got a lot of injury issues in the wide receiver position. The offensive line is now littered with question marks. And if you're going to protect a 45-year-old quarterback, I don't care that it's Tom Brady. The one way that people beat him is with interior pressure. And I think he's going to see a lot more of that this year. And like you guys said, this Eagles team is stacked. You've got all of those weapons, A.J. Brown coming in. It's all going to come down to Jalen Hurts, and they've put him in the best possible position to succeed. And quite frankly, even if something happens to him, you've still got my boy Gardner Minshew back there in the backup spot who can keep this bet alive. Obviously, it hurts your chances there, but if something bad happens, there are a lot worse situations that you could be in. I'm with you guys. I think this Eagles team can get to the 12 or 13 wins that they need. I'm taking the Eagles at 14 to one for the one seed. Wow. 12 or 13 wins. Now you're shooting sky high on the Eagles here. I think you made an important point though. When you get about futures on a football team, uh, you don't want too much riding on the starting quarterback in case he goes down to an injury. Think about the Packers. If Aaron Rodgers goes down, they're, they're screwed, right? The Eagles, I think hopefully nothing happens to Hurts, but they can still win with Gardner Minshew. And I think they could still win 10 or 11 games if uh, he's a quarterback. So uh, let's go with it. I like the uh, this pot, this podcast could be very popular in Philadelphia. I think so. I mean, at the very least, we won't be upsetting that fan base, which we know can be <laughs> volatile. Uh, Matt Friedman, give us your second pick here. All right. Uh, I'm going on the other side of the ball. Defensive player of the year, Aaron Donald, 9-1 to one at BetMGM. So at 900 odds, uh, he has 10% implied odds to win defensive player of the year. And, you know, I don't, I might be underthinking this. I'm definitely not going to overthink it, but let's say there are six players who have uh, like a real chance to win this award. Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, Micah Parsons, the Bosa brothers, and then Aaron Donald. So if you just divvy that up, you know, one six, that's 16.7%. But really Donald's real odds are way higher than that. In 2014, he won defensive rookie of the year. And in the seven years since then, he's been an all pro each season. He's never finished outside the top five in defensive player of the year voting. Uh, in fact, he's been a top three finisher five times. Over the past five years, he's won the award a record time three times. He's 31, so at some point he's going to start to slow down. Uh, he does have significant competition for the award in Watt and Parsons. They finished top two last year. But, man, until we see Donald finish outside the top five, in defensive player of the year voting, like I think you just kind of you're honor bound. You have to bet on him at anything greater than plus five hundred. I I think the only thing going against you is voter fatigue and the fact that he's won it three times. And when you're dealing with these awards, people tend to build a narrative just that they don't have to vote for the same guy. That's why Shuhei Otani doesn't win the MVP any, every year in baseball. Humans, what what do you think? And what's your next pick? 
You know, I could talk for 10 minutes about Shohei Otani, too, and how I think he's the most valuable player in baseball. How many games has Aaron, Aaron Judge started on the mound for the Yankees this year? Uh, actually, <laughs> I want to keep it in the NFC West. And by the way, I'm a Yankees fan, so I love Aaron Judge, but I don't know how you can say Shohei Otani is not the MVP. Anyway, uh, so when you talk about Aaron Donald and the Rams, I like him. I don't love him this year. No team's repeated. Uh, a Super Bowl winner since 2004. I think uh, you actually lose your edge when you win the Super Bowl, and uh, I don't think they're going to come back as hungry. Also, I wanted to say I like how when Matt gives out his best bet, then Tom tries to talk about why it's not going to happen. Uh, I'm going to go with the I'm going with the 49ers to win the NFC West, and uh, this is going to be my second best bet here. I played them a plus I think 155. You can find that price out there pretty much everywhere. Don't forget, this team blew a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter in the NFC title game. A lot of people want to, you know, you tend to remember the Rams won the Super Bowl and you think there's this great separation between these teams. Not the case at all. The Rams won their final three playoff games by three points each. And the Niners blew that NFC title game on the road. Uh, I think Debo Samuel being back is a, a must for the 49ers. They had to do what it took to make him happy and bring him back because you got to surround Trey Lance. You know, we talked about Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, Tua. You got to surround Trey Lance with as great a support system as possible if he's going to succeed. This is a guy who's thrown barely over 100 passes in game action in the last two years. Now he's got Jimmy G as his backup. But the thing I like about the 49ers more than Trey Lance is uh, the defense. If you look at the uh, Niners defense last year, top 10 in basically every key category. You could say this is a top five defense in the NFL. Nick Boza, Fred Warner, two of the best individual defense players in the league uh, behind Aaron Donald, obviously. But uh, I think Kyle Shanahan's a perfect coach to bring Trey Lance along. And with Debo Samuel, George Kittle, and all those weapons around him in the offense, I think the ceiling is higher for the 49ers with Trey Lance at quarterback. Uh, immediately, I th- I, the, the, the Niners might be better off starting Jimmy G. That's not going to happen. It's, it's, it's still Trey Lance's team. He's got to sink or swim. If he really starts to sink maybe by week six, Jimmy G could get the call. But I like Lance. I think he's going to have good weeks. He's going to have bad weeks because he's so inexperienced. But I think the 49ers have a uh, high ceiling here this year. And I'm going to go with uh, them to uh, take down the Rams in the NFC West at a good price here, plus 155. And I think we'll see more good than bad from uh, Lance this season. And um, that's what I'm going to roll with. I, I'm a little bit concerned, too, about the Rams with Matthew Stafford's elbow injury. And uh, I just don't think the Rams are a deep team that can withstand a lot of injuries. They have so many high-priced players. I don't know how they can put all these guys under the cap and make it work. It's almost uh, – it's almost like they're the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers and uh, just going to pay a luxury tax and uh, ignore the cap. But I think the uh, I think it's a 49ers year as long as Trey Lance develops and uh, Kyle Shanahan brings him along. I love the rest of the team. Again, kind of like the Eagles, the quarterback's the key, and I'm going to bet on the Niners here to win the division. The Rams are absolutely playing uh, playing Madden with the salary cap off. That's how they're treating this league right now. It's been ridiculous who they've been able to stack up. My my issue is you talk about the good and the bad with Trey Lance. I think we're going to see a lot more bad. I'm just really low on him. I mean, even the 49ers, and I get that the, the trade market just never materialized. They said, well, we might as well bring Jimmy G back on a cheaper deal. But when you – let's face it. 
there's some insurance going on there. And when sure. Jimmy G is your insurance policy for your quarterback, I'm even more worried about what you even think that quarterback ceiling is. I'm worried about this team. I'm taking their under. Matt, what do you think? No, Tom, sorry, you're wrong. And by the way, humans is totally right. Anytime I, I say something, Tom's like, no, no, Friedman, that that's wrong. But Tom, Tom, you're wrong on this one. Yeah. Yeah, you're 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 wrong on this one. Jimmy G is an elite insurance policy. Like he is immediately the best backup quarterback in the league. And if you look, I like I don't think he's great, but as a backup quarterback, He's fantastic, and within that system, he knows the system, so it's like a hand in the glove. They don't really have to change all that much if Lance gets injured, and so I think that really uh, bolsters the case for them to be able to take down uh, not just you know the, the division champ, but also the Super Bowl champ in winning the NFC West this year. And yeah, I, I think the upside case that humans laid out for Lance, it's totally there. He's got the top three draft capital. He's got the running ability. He's got the strong arm. He's got the playmakers around him. He's He's got Shanahan to help scheme open easy completions. And that defense, I have them ranked number four overall. I think they're number one in defensive line strength. I think they're the best in the league. And in terms of off-ball linebackers, I think they're also top five in the league. So on both sides of the ball, I think there are reasons to be bullish on this team. I I get it. I just I feel like there. I feel like everybody talks about the Bengals regressing this year, and then the 49ers come around, and everybody goes, "Oh no, they're not going to regress. They're 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 going to be good." I feel like they got even luckier than the Bengals did down the stretch. Yes, the defense is absolutely legit, but I just hope that Trey Lance gets benched and we get Jimmy G back because I can go back to my absolute favorite bet of the NFL season: Jimmy G interceptions over .5, hit it every week. Yeah, but. I'm going to stick in that division for my next pick here and be even more negative. Matt, you're normally the wet blanket on the show. I'm just trying to take your role from you today. I'm going with the Seahawks to have the worst record in the league at plus 750. I talked about this on our win total show. This team is going to be bad. They made some puzzling roster moves, bringing in some veterans as if you're not actually trying to rebuild. But at the end of the day, Geno Smith and Drew Locke are your quarterback choices. You're tanking. You're not winning a lot of games with that team. The Texans and the Falcons both have more talent, except maybe outside of receiver. But DK Metcalf might not be on this team come trade deadline time. The offensive line is going to be a mess, and now you don't have Russell Wilson to mask that with his elusiveness. Gino and Drew are going to need all the time that they have in the pocket that they can get in the pocket, and they're not going to have it. And you lost Chris Carson, your top running back, to sudden retirement. The defense doesn't look great either. I think I see I see a one number one pick in CJ Stroud in their future. I like it, Tom. I, I do like it. If I had to pick a team to be the worst in the league, it would be the Seahawks because some of the other teams in their their general tier, I think they're at least trying to win games like they're building for the future. Uh, Davis Mills, not a great quarterback, but he flashed at the end of last season and, and Houston's trying to build there. Atlanta's trying to build the, the Jets, your Jets trying to build the Jags trying to build. No one knows what's happening, including Pete Carroll. No one knows what's happening in Seattle. You know, it's interesting. I, I love this uh, worst team in the NFL debate because so many times uh, people ask you who's going to win this division or who's going to win this award. Let's talk about who's the worst. Uh, let's flip it around. I think it's cool to have this discussion because I think the Chicago Bears might be the worst team in the league. Uh, actually, the Bears, I hate to use the word tanking, but the Bears really should kind of tank for uh, 2023. Their salary cap is going to open up big time 
next year. They should be building for next year and not trying to win this year. You never really say that. You don't want to try to lose games. Uh, but if you look at what the Bears have done for Justin Fields, nothing, absolutely nothing, really, to help him. And um, they have a below-average defense. They hired a defensive head coach, which is not going to really help Justin Fields. I think the only upgrade the Bears have made is that head coach because you could put a um, you could put a scarecrow, prop him up on the sideline, and that would be an upgrade from Matt Nagy. Uh, so that's one thing the Bears have going for him. But the Seahawks, uh, actually, they've got some skill position talent that the Bears don't have. When you talk about Tyler Lockett, D.K. Metcalf, Rashad Penny is going to be – uh, probably okay as a number one running back. Noah Fant, a tight end. I think the Seahawks have done some right things in terms of building, trading for all those draft picks, dumping Russell Wilson, and the Bears need to do something like that as well. I, but I think this is a great debate. I don't dislike your bet. I think there's uh, the Jaguars might even still be in this conversation for the worst team in the NFL. I know a lot of sharp betters who like them over their win total. I don't necessarily. I didn't like what I saw from this team in the preseason. Uh, but, yeah, I think this is a fascinating debate. Who's going to be the worst in the league? Not who's going to be the best. Let's talk about that. I think that's uh, – uh, you can you can find some pretty bad candidates for this one. The only thing that worries me with the Jaguars is they at least get to play an easier schedule. You, sure. you can pick up a couple of those wins in the division. I'm with you. I'm not I'm not blown away by this team. I, I think that they're still a couple years away. Trevor Lawrence is going to have to unlearn the Urban Meyer year. Uh-huh. And I, I, I like the Bears as well. I mean, I guess you're saying that a certain better in Nevada that we both know uh, might be a little disappointed with his Justin Fields MVP bet. But oh, come on. There, Kessler? Kessler <laughs> didn't make that bet, did he? No comment. <laughs> oh, no. Come on. We also have a running bet here in the house uh, of whose team is going to be able to have the most wins, and it's the most pitiful bet I've ever seen because our teams are the Bears, Jets, and Seahawks. Oof. Uh, I'm comfortable with the Jets not being the worst team solely because you look at that final stretch of the season. You've got the Jags, the Lions, the Seahawks. It's prime Jets win the last four games and look like a playoff team so that everybody goes into next season saying, oh, we don't have to blow everything up. And then they'll just suck again next year until the last four games. It's the only time they actually try. So I'm going with the Seahawks there. You know, one thing to uh, say, go ahead, go ahead, Eamon. Check the schedule out real quick, Tommy, because the Seahawks have uh, four winnable home games. And that's why I was going to bet the Seahawks under their win total. I started to break down the schedule. And I was like, man, they can actually win some of these games. I still think they'll probably be like a five-win team. Uh, but they do have some uh, soft spots on the schedule. And also, I wanted to point out that uh, Davis Mills might have been the second best of the rookie quarterbacks last yes. year. I think yeah, Mac yeah. Jones You know, Mac Jones is probably the best. Davis Mills had 16 TDs, 10 interceptions. Uh, he might be on the rise. I, I think you can make a strong case that he was number two of all the rookie quarterbacks last year. Yeah, I'll, I'll say I do have something involving the Texans here to tease for later. But right now, Friedman, what about you? I was going to say, I think Davis Mills does help the case of the Seahawks being uh, the worst team in the league. Uh, and that a lot of the other teams in that range, they have second-year quarterbacks. So maybe some of those guys take a step forward, whereas the Seahawks have just Geno Smith and Drew Locke. It's bad news all the way around. And in that house, who's going to have the most wins in that house between the Seahawks, the Bears, and the Jets? Those three teams aren't going to combine for 17 wins. Like no, that absolutely is, not. That's extraordinarily bad luck to have all three of you guys in the same domicile. <laughs> It's it's really quite incredible. None of we're all excited for football season. No one's excited to watch their team play. You know, I actually kind of expect a tornado to hit that house at some point this season. <laughs> you guys have such bad luck. It probably will happen. Friedman, what's your next pick? 
All right, I'm looking at Saquon Barkley, comeback player of the year, 16 to 1 at FanDuel. Uh, Barkley has top five odds to win this award, as do running backs Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey, quarterback Jameis Winston, and wide receiver Michael Thomas. I'm just eliminating Winston and Thomas from consideration, given how tied they are to each other as teammates. If one of these guys does well, the other guy might do well, and so they could cancel each other out for voters of this award. And as for the running backs, I think Barkley, as a talent, is in the same tier as Henry and McCaffrey. As a rookie, he led the league with over 2,000 yards from scrimmage. The next year after that, McCaffrey did it. The year after that, Derrick Henry did it. Like I think these guys are all basically in the same tier, but Barkley is younger. Uh, I think the Giants have the better offensive line, and I think he has the better offensive play caller versus Todd Downing and Ben McAdoo for the Titans and the Panthers. Uh, so Henry and McCaffrey, they probably should have the higher implied odds, but I think like just barely. And so for Barkley to have 16 to one odds, whereas you have Derrick Henry uh, at plus 450 and Christian McCaffrey at plus 900, I think you're getting extra value with Barkley relative to those guys. I think his odds should be much closer. So uh, he's the one that I'm going with for comeback player. I, I actually like the bet. Uh, I think there's a ton of value there because James Winston would be my pick in a vacuum, but he's five to one. You're not getting anything there. And Saquon is, you can't find a more perfect situation than Saquon's for this year. Yeah. Coming off of two years in which he hasn't been able to play in his full self. Exactly. Never forget when Philip Rivers won the award for coming back from being bad. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, we've teamed up with Run Your Pool to bring you listeners an awesome new contest for the NFL season. You have the opportunity to go up against Matt and myself in an NFL weekly pick'em contest. To get in on the action, click the link in the description below or head to play.runyourpool.com slash bettingpros, sign up, and start making your picks for week one. We will keep track of the leaders week to week, and in addition to bragging rights against Matt and myself, the top three winners will also receive $300 in Fanatics gift cards. $150 for first, $100 to second, and $50 for third. So sign up today and get ready for week one. Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. RYP offers every game type under the sun from Pick'em and Survivor contests to fantasy pools and more. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. Get your crew together this season at RYP in a Pick'em contest, Survivor pool, even squares and margin pools. So check them out at runyourpool.com today. All right. Humans, how about you? I'll keep it... Um... I'll keep it with the Jameis Winston theme. And by the way, I love Saquon Barkley. I was a big advocate for him when he came out of Penn State. It's been really unfortunate to see the injuries because I, I thought he was going to be the best running back in the NFL within his first couple of years in the league. He put up phenomenal numbers that first year, and then it's been injury-riddled ever since. So I hope he can make a strong comeback. Um, I'm going to go Saints at 3-1 to one odds uh, to win the NFC South. I think a lot of, a lot of people are a little too uh, – caught up in the Buccaneers and what they did two years ago. They've got injuries on the offensive line. they got some problems right now. It's not really the same team they had two years ago. I don't know why Tom Brady missed a week. I don't really care why he missed a week or 10 days of camp, unless he went to get plastic surgery on his face. 
Tommy, is, do you think there's a chance that happened because people are showing before and after and they think he got a nose job or something? If that actually happened, then I'm fading the Buccaneers. The rumors around his disappearance have just increased in apps. I'm waiting for it to be that he went to the went to Mars with Elon Musk because just the increase that they have taken. It was first he's on the mass singer, then it was he's getting a divorce, which by the way, pray that's not happening because if it does, he's playing 10 more seasons and going to throw the first 100 touchdown season. Pray that doesn't happen. I have no idea what it was, but anything that's out there, he is purposely leaked until this one. There's no way it was plastic surgery, though. No okay. clue what it was, but there's no way it was that. He looked a little different in that press conference the other day. Anyway, I think the price on the Bucks, they're odds-on favorites to win the division at minus 250. Uh, I'm not sure what the BetMGM price is right now or if you look around town, but that's uh, one price I saw last night, and it's very consistent with the market. So you can get the Saints at 3-1. to one. Look at the weapons around Jameis Winston. Again, Alvin Kamara is not going to get suspended. Uh, Michael Thomas is back. Chris Olave, you got some depth at receiver. I think the defense is uh, still pretty damn good. And Dennis Allen is not going to be a huge step down, you would think, from Sean Payton as head coach. Uh, and the Saints have actually, I want to say, I hate to use the word dominated, but they have. They've dominated the Bucs in a regular season uh, the last uh, couple of years. So let's go with uh, – Let's go with the second choice out of the NFC South and uh, Saints at three to one odds. I would not be stunned if Jameis Winston ends up winning the MVP. I'm just saying, I think he could coast past uh, player of the year straight, uh, comeback player of the year straight to it. That's interesting. I, I mean, I do. I also like this call. And the fact is, yeah, everything said about the Bucks is is there. And the Saints, they really have taken it to the Bucks. It, it's it's some weird voodoo that they have going on. But with Marshawn Lattimore, he can erase Mike Evans on the outside. Uh, and then, you know, they can uh, bracket coverage on Chris Godwin on the inside. Uh, they can get uh, pressure with their defensive line, especially now against the Bucks that have a wounded offensive line. So, yeah, like that defense, I think they can do enough to shut down the Buccaneers' offense. And then, uh, you know, that offense with Jameis and then with uh, Michael Thomas returning, you know, they, I don't think they're going to be like top five, but they could be top ten. Right, right. Uh, honestly, you look at the weapons they have, top five, I think it's a far ceiling. But Michael Thomas coming back, if he's healthy, it's going to be fun to see him with a quarterback that can throw downfield. You've got Jarvis Landry coming back healthy. He's still got something in the, tack and, uh, in the tank. Alvin Kamara, like you said, probably not getting suspended. I don't know how you can beat someone up at 4 p.m. at Dre's and not get suspended, but here we are. And Chris Olave bringing up the third receiver spot, it's going to be a talented unit. That's kind of hypocritical of you, Tommy. You've beaten up a lot of people in bars late at nights, and you're not suspended from this podcast. So, <laughs> No comment, no comment. Those Oasis nights were never proven. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to go for my third pick here with something a little bit higher up at 33-1. to 1. I'm going into Matt's awards bucket here. I think Mike Tomlin is the coach of the year. The Steelers are 3-1 to one to make the playoffs this season. And I ask you, is Mitch Trubisky really a downgrade from the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger? And Kenny Pickett's apparently looking good enough that even if they make the quarterback change, you've got a promising rookie and a former MVP, can, uh, MVP winner. I think that there's a lot that can be there. And this is going to be his toughest coaching challenge yet. This is definitely one of the weaker teams that they've ever had. And yet they still made the playoffs last year and I think have improved from that team. If they make it to the postseason, again, only 3-1, to one, 
all of a sudden here, Mike Tomlin has to be in that conversation as one of the top three candidates to win coach of the year. He's liked by the media, which can help you. Yes, it's all going to hinge on the quarterback play, but I think that we could absolutely get there. And at 33 to one, I see a very reasonable path to this happening. Humans, do you want to trash this take or do you want me to do it? I'm going to let you do it because I actually think the Steelers, I don't love the Steelers, but I think they're being a little underrated by some people because Trubisky is uh, better than the perception. Let's put it that way. I thought Matt Nagy kind of um, uh, forced him to regress in Chicago. And uh, I think Trubisky can play well enough for the Steelers to win some games. And if, if not, then uh, Kenny Pickett gets the call, but uh Still, Tomlin's never had a losing season. I'm not going to go as far as uh, touchdown Tommy is here with uh, Mike Tomlin, but I do, I do think some people are slightly uh, underrating the Steelers. Okay, so I'm with humans in thinking that the Steelers are underrated in the market. Uh, look at their win total, odds to win, various things. Uh, I, I'm with humans there. I will say what um, this is like coach of the year is a hard one to peg down, but normally. Uh, it's uh, a coach of a team that has massively underperformed and then sees a big bump in their win total year over year. And so I don't think because the Steelers have overperformed in previous seasons, they don't have that low floor to start from to give the big win total boost. And so I think that is going to hurt Tomlin in coach of the year voting. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that's going to be able to help him on the opposite side is that the narrative's kind of pre-built in of – Tomlin's never lost before. If he can make that happen with this team, he's one of the best coaches of all time, and you start having those conversations. I think that'll help get us a boost on the end, but you're definitely right. That is my worry there because if someone like the Texans can take off, Lovey Smith gets in the conversation, and you know that they also like giving it to a guy like Brian Dable. Uh, Sean McDermott would be very much in that conversation if the Bills can – live up to the hype and finally bring a Super Bowl in. Yes, I know it's supposed to be regular season only, but, you know, they take some of that into into account. What's your next pick, though, Friedman? All right, so looking at a long shot here, DJ Moore, 35-1 to to lead the league in receiving yards. Only one wide receiver over the past three years has finished top 10 in receiving yards each season, and that's DJ Moore. Like, not Devontae. Cooper Cup, Stefan Diggs, Tyreek, only DJ Moore. And he's toiled in obscurity and been mired in mediocrity for years with the Panthers. But as sad as this is to say, he now has the best quarterback of his career in Baker Mayfield. The Panthers are going to need to throw the ball consistently to try to keep up with opponents. And Moore is still just 25 years old. So he's in the ascension phase of his career. As good as he has been, he could be even better given his first round uh, draft capital. Uh, the fact that he's versatile, he can play on the perimeter and in the slot, and he's got great athleticism, uh, strong speed and agility for a guy who's 210 pounds. So I think more within his career, he has a 1500 yard season in him, and this could be the year that we get it. I I love this. My hot take is that Baker Mayfield's actually pretty good, and the Browns were wrong to get rid of him for Watson. I think you're completely right. I think he's in a great setup here, and I like 35 to 1. You're only going to be so wrong. Hmm. Want to track all of your wagers in one place? Check out the Betting Pros Pick Tracker at bettingpros.com slash pick tracking. 
It syncs up with your sports books to tally which picks hit and which miss and gives you a live look at what the public is doing so you can use real-time tracking to determine which plays to make and which to fade. Get on the leaderboard and quickly become a sharp by using the free advice we have to offer at bettingpros.com slash pick tracking. All right, I'm going to go with a, a long shot division winner here. I'm going to go with the uh, Raiders at uh, about six or seven to one to win the AFC West. So I'm wearing my Raiders shirt for the podcast today just for this pick. Now, and I'm not being a homer here. I just I feel like there's very little separation between the four teams in the AFC West now. And I'm not saying the Chiefs are going to take a big step back because they traded Ty- Tyreek Hill. I actually like a lot of the moves the Chiefs have made in the draft and in the offseason in general. So I don't think they're going to be much worse at all. Uh, but the Broncos, I think, are being slightly overrated because of Russell Wilson's impact. He's off a uh, career-worst year, uh, to be uh, honest about it. Uh, the Chargers seem to be underachievers. I love Justin Herbert. Um, couldn't be a bigger fan of Herbert. But the Chargers already have a J.C. Jackson injury. They seem to be a snake-bit team. They find ways to lose close games. Uh, they found a way to lose to the Raiders in Week 18 uh, when they needed to win or tie to, to make the playoffs. Um I'm going to go with the Raiders here because I love the offseason moves of Devontae Adams. It's pretty obvious. He had 123 catches in Green Bay uh, last year. But Derek Carr ranked fifth in the league. He had 4,804 passing yards last year. But the Raiders were only 18th in the league in scoring 22 points a game. I think you're going to see the Raiders make a big leap to be a top-five scoring offense. And they might challenge to be the highest-scoring offense in the NFL with uh, Josh McDaniels calling the plays. You're talking about Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, uh, Darren Waller, all the weapons in that offense. This is Derek Carr's time. It's kind of now or never. You're going to step up and win a playoff game or it's not going to happen. Carr's 57 and 70 and 127 starts in his career. Last year's loss to the Bengals uh, in January was actually the uh, only playoff game Carr has uh, started since he was a second-round pick in 2014. I think this, this is his year. I love the Chandler Jones addition to the defense. you got Max Crosby and Chandler Jones as edge rushers. Uh, watch out for the Raiders. I'm not saying they are going to win it, but I think there's a little value at about 7-1 to one odds to win the AFC West. I know Friedman's going to call us homers for this, but I, I'm right there with you. I, I think the Broncos are going to be worse than people expect because, like you said, Russell Wilson isn't on the ascent in his career, and I'd argue he's actually going to a worse situation. Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy are not better than Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. The offensive line will be a bit better there. And here's a wild stat that I learned just today. Justin Herbert had the same amount of passes with over 20 yards in the air last season as Ben Roethlisberger. He does not push the ball down the field at all. I I was a little worried about the Chiefs going into the season. I thought they'd take a big step back with Tyreek. Seeing what the starters did in preseason – not as worried. I think they'll still be right up there, but I completely think you're right. At plus 650, the Raiders have more than a shout to win this division. I will Matt, say you can torch us. No, no, I will say I'm I'm a little skeptical on this because I do it, Russell Wilson. I agree with you. Like I think he's uh, a little overrated in that that Broncos offense, uh, but I still think that the the Raiders are fourth in this division, uh, deservedly so. But I will say. The thing that does give me pause is, as you mentioned, the addition, the addition of uh, Tyler Chandler to that defense. And so if their defensive line can be really strong, that will ha- that will help compensate for what I think is real weakness in the secondary. Uh, and then on the offensive side of the ball, they do have top three, maybe the number one overall pass catching unit 
when you're taking Darren Waller next to the wide receivers that they have. They don't have a good number three receiver, but they have maybe the best one-two combination of wide receivers in the league with Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro. And then Darren Waller as a guy who can move across the formation, super talented, like that can help boost Derek Carr's upside within this offense. So, mm-hmm. like, I can see the best case scenario for it. You know why I just recognized? Uh, so, all the NFL quarterbacks now have their own logos, like TB, Tom Brady, uh, Josh Allen's got that JA thing. Friedman's got his own on that logo. He look at that. He's got the Friedman hat on today. That's right, the Friedman hat. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> my long shot pick here, forty to one. The Texans to win the AFC South. Wow. Okay. Yep. Hear me out. Hear me out. First off, it's 40 to 1. You can find that number, and then at other shops around town, it's down to like 25 or 20. I think that there's some value here because I think Davis Mills can be a legit NFL quarterback. I think Lovey Smith has the experience this team needs at head coach. And this roster isn't actually that of a team that has blown everything up and, re- and is rebuilding. They've got one of the league's oldest rosters. It's a bunch of veterans who know how to play football. You've still got a guy like Brandon Cooks. Damian Pierce is everybody's new favorite running back. And the thing that makes me actually like this bet, because I know this isn't the most talented team. I love their win total over. We talked about that on the last show. But look at the division. Every team has question marks here. Can Matt Ryan still throw the football? And can he stay healthy for the whole season? Is Derrick Henry healthy? How long until Malik Willis is starting for the Titans, and what's that team going to look like? Jacksonville, why do you still exist and haven't moved to London and joined a different league yet? You're a Derrick Henry injury away. Or you're you're Matt Ryan injury away from this division being absolutely wide open to a team like the Texans winning it with just nine wins. I think there's value in this spot. I think it's a pretty live bet, and it could get a whole of a lot more interesting if – things shake out in the middle of the season and a team like the Colts starts to fade, I, I think it could be interesting. Is it going to happen? Probably not. But at 40 to 1, I'm comfortable with a long shot there. Yeah, I don't, I don't the, hate it. It's the right division. It. Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, Friedman, I think Viola is a little fired up about the Texans going 3-0 and in the preseason. That pushed him over the edge. <laughs> I was looking at this team. I was looking at this team before the preseason. I, oh, okay. I like them over their four and a half win total a lot. And once I started looking at that, I was like, hang on a second here. This number is just a little insane for the worst division in football. I could see them being a feisty team. I I doubt that they like feisty like last year's Lions a little bit uh, where they maybe get a lot of covers, um, but they lose some close games. I could see them being that kind of team this year. Agreed. All right. I want to get some Super Bowl predictions here for you guys. You can factor in odds. You could just say who's going to win it. But where, who, who is hoisting the Lombardi Trophy at the end of the year? Humans, I'll give you the floor. I want to go with a bit of a surprise pick here because I think it's too easy to just say the Bills and whoever, Bills and Buccaneers. I'm not going to go that way. Uh, I'm going to go Colts at 25-1. to 1 And um, – Maybe Matt Ryan can make it three in a row. We had Tom Brady go from uh, New England to Tampa Bay and win his first year. We had Matthew Stafford go from Detroit to the Rams and win his first year in a new offense. I think some people might say, hey, Russell Wilson could do that this year. I'm going to go with Matt Ryan. I think the Colts are that close. And they made a couple big additions on defense when they got cornerback Stephon Gilmore, defensive end Yannick Ngakwe from the Raiders. Uh, I really like this Colts defense. I think it's organization's success starts at the top, and Chris Ballard and Frank Reich have kind of built this thing the right way. 
Uh, I said the Eagles have a top five offensive line. Freeman said it might be number one. I think the Colts still have a fringe top five offensive line. And you got Jonathan Taylor, the league's leading rusher. The guy had 1,800 yards, 20 total TDs. I'm a little bit concerned that you don't have that top end, you know, elite number one wide receiver. Uh, but I think Matt Ryan can actually, um, I want to say, avoid making mistakes that Carson Wentz made to kind of put the Colts in a hole last year. If you think about the home game against the Titans, the home game against the Raiders late in the year, the road game against the Jaguars in Week 18, and those may be the situations Matt Ryan can make the difference in a Colts team that I think is ready to win the AFC but hasn't had the right quarterback the last couple of years. Uh, the Colts weren't that far away when they had Phillip Rivers actually a couple of years ago. But uh, maybe that's a stretch. Maybe Matt Ryan doesn't have it left. I like the Ravens and the Colts kind of in that same price range in the AFC. And uh, it's so competitive, man, it's hard to say. I think the AFC is stacked with like eight really good teams. And I, I don't want to bet the favorite at six to one odds. Yeah, there's there's too much there. I think my problem with picking Buffalo, it's Buffalo. And something will go wrong. This franchise, talk about tortured franchises. I've watched the Jets be terrible forever. And the Bills still make me go, well, at least we haven't had that kind of heartbreak. I just can't trust them. What about you, Friedman? So my chalky answer uh, would be, not that I would bet it, but if I just had to shoot from the hip and say, you know, regardless of odds, the Packers, you know, I know they lost Devontae Adams, also lost Marquez Valdez-Scantling, uh, Equinemia St. Brown too, if, if that counts for anything. But so I totally rebuilt the wide receiver room uh, with the exception of Alan Lazard, but they still have Aaron Rodgers there. Still, you know, in my opinion, a top five quarterback, probably still a top three quarterback. I think he's going to be fine with the receivers that they have there. And that defense, I think, is very solid. They have a real home field advantage in Lambeau, like one of the few, uh, few places that I think still has a home field advantage in today's NFL. So if I'm being chalky, I'd say the Packers. If I'm I'm looking at the odds. I'll go with two teams that we've talked about already, run-based offenses, the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC, and uh, Matt mentioned them, the Ravens in the uh, the AFC. Those are the two teams, uh, 49ers 16-1 to uh, and Ravens 20-1 to at DraftKings right now. Those are the two teams that I would look at. I'm going to take one in the same division as you here. Again, I hope the Bills win it. I think that's the chalky thing, and they could very well do it. This is their year. But I'm going with the Bengals at 20-1. to 1. If I have to make a bet based on the odds here, I don't think this team is going to regress that hard. I Last season, I was already thinking this coming season was going to be the one where this team took that step and became contenders, and then they just had to go and go off on a crazy run and make it all the way to the final game it, a season early. But – They've revamped the offensive line, which was the biggest problem for that team. You've got year three Joe Burrow now. Am I right? Is it year three or year four? It's year yep, three, year right? Three. You got year three Joe Burrow. Jamar Chase is another year older in this league. And you st- everything about that offense is fantastic. And I think that defense, yes, they, they're going to have to be able to play to the level that they played through that playoff stretch. And that could be the thing that sinks you. But I think that the offense is going to be efficient enough moving forward that they can kind of compensate for the defense regressing a little bit back towards the mean there. I, I think this team has done everything they need to improve during the offseason to try and get back to the game. And at 20 to 1, I already know that they can get there. Let's see if they can't do it again in this time winner. 
All right. I, mean, I can see it. I, I mean, let's, uh, it, you know, the good news for me is that if that works out, then maybe uh, Jamar Chase actually does win uh, Offensive Player of the Year. So that would be a win for uh, for both of us. That would be a big win here. But right now, Matt, thank you. Matt, thank you so much for joining us here today. Matt Humans from VEASAN, where can people find you and all the great work you're doing around the internet? You can find me at vsend.com, Tommy. And uh, great to be on with you guys today. And uh, good luck this season. An absolute pleasure. Good luck to everybody. We'll be back next week with our week one breakdown. Guys, it's officially kickoff time. Best of luck to everyone and have a great season. You bet.